millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome back to Digital Spies Soap Scoop podcast, where every Friday we're chatting with some of our favourite people from the world of soaps and breaking down all the biggest goings-on in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. If you don't know the drill by now, I'm Sophie and I'm joined, as always, by Ali. Good morning, Sophie. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm just um, battling the cold. I think I spoke about this a few weeks ago, but I'm continually having like boiler drama um, at home and we had another boiler issue at the beginning of this week. So I was without heat over the weekend again and, you know, but now we are, I'm back in a toasty flat, uh, complete with a dressing gown um, at 11am on a Wednesday. <laughs> but that's the way that uh, these things go in a, in 2020. It's the way to roll, very 2020. <laughs> oh, that's so unfortunate, so especially in um, November, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of things that happen in November, that's a good segue. This is um, this uh, this week's guest um, is Stephen Murphy, um, who you, listeners might know as the editor of Inside Soap magazine. Um, Stephen is someone that we know quite well, um, and we really wanted to bring him on to the podcast this week to talk about all things to do with the Inside Soap Awards, um, which is obviously you know soap's most glamorous night of the year. Um, and which is coming up um, in the next week. Yes, and continuing the 2020 theme, obviously this year's ceremony is going to be virtual, but it sounds like it's going to be a cracking event nonetheless, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. You, you've you been a few times, right, Soph? I have. It's always a great night out. We discussed this, didn't we, with Stephen? It's a yeah. great, great party, great awards, great cast. It's always a really, really, really fun event. Yeah, it always seems like... A, it's, it's one of those shows where... Everyone's in good spirits, kind of like everyone is, all the soaps people are kind of like meeting up for the first time in a few months and kind of, you, we always come away with like lots of great stories and having having lots of great chats with people. Um, yeah, definitely. Which is always fun. And Stephen certainly had a few stories to tell. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, so without further ado, um, we will leave you in the capable hands of us and Stephen. Enjoy. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I feel quite famous being on this. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have a nice little natter all about the Inside Soap Awards taking place virtually on the 23rd of November. So, obviously, it's going to be a very different type of ceremony this year. So, would you be able to just talk us through like how it's all going to work? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun, you know, because obviously... When all this kicked off in March, we thought, we can still have the inside soap awards. It'll be over by then. April, May, June, yeah. we went through and eventually we thought, right, OK, we have to think about this a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. um, so we still wanted to run the awards, you know, event, live event or no event. So we just sort of thought, well, there's no reason why we can't still have the awards and then we can, we can put something together that we can air live um, as a sort of an, an award show almost. And um, what's quite exciting about it is that... Um, Actually, everyone can kind of watch it and, and 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 see it and enjoy it in a way they sort of can. Dente soapboards and also I quite like the the almost liveness of it because mm. normally the readers really um, get to discover the winners on one post on Digital Spy at half past six <laughs> on the night of the event. So there's not a lot of anticipation. In that it's a great big info dump that they sort of get yeah. on it. So actually, it's quite nice to be able to run through each award and get that sort of feeling of excitement about it. So yeah, we'll be running through each each of the awards, but we're starting, we're trying to make it as exciting as possible. We're starting with, at the live one, we always start with a little montage type thing of some scenes and some snogs and some punches and some shouting and that kind of thing, because it really gets the crowd going. So we're going to do a bit of that. 
just to open up because that's kind of our tradition. And then we'll run through each um, each award and the nominees, and then we'll and then we'll um, we'll announce the winner and we'll have the reaction of the winner. Hopefully, we've we've haven't quite got them all scheduled in yet, but hopefully we will. We'll have this sort of reaction sort of speech from the winner and everything. So it should be it should be fun. It'll be quite it'll be quite fast and furious. It's not going to like three hours like the Baftas. <laughs> you know, we'll keep <laughs> it we'll keep it quite. You know, soaps are only what's an episode of Corny Street twenty three minutes long. You know, we don't <laughs> want a lot. But that the reason I do soaps because I have a sort a short attention span. <laughs> I'm absolutely right. convinced that's why. So that's why we're, we're keeping it quite quite snappy and fun. Um, so yeah, we're hoping we're hoping people enjoy it, and it'll be lovely. It's hopefully, um, yeah, going to be a thing that they can look forward to, to tuning into. Which is a very old fashioned term, I know, but I'm a, quite an old man, so that's what I say. Tuning into. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Yeah, I was going to say it's nice that it's um, you know it's coming along at the same time of year that the same time of year that everyone expects to see the Unsolved Soap Awards. It's like a yeah. nice, it's something quite comforting about being well, you know it's, it's mid November. We've been doing it. I mean, we've been doing the awards as an event for for. 20, this would have been the twentieth actually wow. as an event, wow. um, and even before that, I was running for a few years before that, just sort of magazine based. So for continuity, I wanted to do it, and also, you know, we have, you know, Inside Soap is twenty eight years old, mm. um, so we've got readers who've read us for twenty eight years, yeah. and they've really came to expect that as part of this sort of calendar Inside Soap kind of year because people people do have a relationship with the magazine, they really do. It's you know, it's it's you know, it sounds a bit cheesy but it is a friend in a way and you know that yourself in the media you read you read media because you like the voice you like the yeah. way it speaks to you absolutely so it's like that so from honestly from about may time we were starting to get emails in or messages you know on social whatever saying i was still doing i still doing the inside soap awards when's it going to be so you know we held our, our guts as long as we could to think we might get an event and as i said then we decided to do it this way so i kind of feel I kind of feel it's part of it's part of our DNA. Actually, it's a big part of the magazine's year, so that's why I really wanted to keep it going. Yeah, we're all going to be in lockdown, so it's perfect. perfect well, yeah, timing for us. Yeah, we're going to need some entertainment, so <laughs> there is that. I wasn't quite anticipating the second lockdown. I must say, in my plans. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, um, the awards been running for this would have been the twentieth year, which is which is pretty nuts. Um, in any other sort of year, so you know, COVID notwithstanding, what would you say is the kind of like what would you be doing now? This this you know, two weeks out from the awards show and what what would be the kind of what's the hardest part of planning a show like this in a in kind of in a normal year cast your mind back to the you know um, 19 other ones it's sort of normally at this point you turn your hair out a little bit because you're trying to organize <laughs> things you know, a lot of it is a lot of it is you're at you're at the complete mercy of the soap schedules mm. and obviously they sort of come first you know they sort of come before any publicity or whatever even though the soaps will all try incredibly hard to get everyone there they want to be there it's not always possible so there's a slight thing of we think we might be able to get so-and-so we might be able to move a scene and you're going oh, please 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 and then you know we've done nuts nuts things like sent things i didn't even discover new existed taxis that have beds in the back <laughs> oh wow we, we've sent people wow. home from the nsl at 10 o'clock in a taxi to leeds <laughs> so they can get home and be on set God, seven amazing. the next morning and they have a little sleep in the back of this funny <laughs> instead of sleeping that sounds quite that sounds quite nice even if not not for like a long yeah, journey I, even just, I didn't know that just you pay for that um, so you know the, the, it's you're at the mercy of the schedule so sometimes it's a big disappointment because you can't get a winner there or whatever but then there's kind of working out to try and try and make still make the show good and lively if you're missing a couple mm. of a couple of people um there's also um there's management of the press as well as a big thing because you know you, a big part of the reason you do it is, is for the publicity and that's that's a big job it's also a very satisfying side of it because when when that works and you get all the coverage you think you're going to get it's it's brilliant and mm. sometimes when it doesn't and that's not, not might not even be your fault you know it might be that just something else was in the news that mm. day that you know, Daniel Daniel Kilkelly so lazy he was like no I don't I can't be bothered to cover the uh, yeah, exactly this year. exactly it's all his fault but yeah sometimes you just you know you just don't quite make the news because of what else is happening so that's sure. that you know, that could be disappointing so it's it's and it's a big it's a big work of logistics there's you know the organisation of fifty you normally have about fifty stars there yeah. um, and it's organised of getting all of them there and all of them set up and everyone to the hotel and, you know, a lot of them stay in the hotel and getting them. There's a huge bit of logistics. And, and actors is like herding cats once they're <laughs> off the loop. Because I, I imagine they're so disciplined at work because of the way the soap works and the filming and it's also tight. Yeah. The second they're out of that studio, it's like, it is yeah. like herding cats. Thank <laughs> God for the PRs who, who are very good at herding cats. Yeah. So there's just, there's just a lot of it. And there's a million worries and I'm terrible for inventing things to worry about. I wake up in the night worrying about things I've just made up. 
So yeah, it's, it's a big. You have a great big knot in your stomach for about two hours. No, sorry, two weeks beforehand. And then the weirdest thing is, it really is all over in about two hours. Mm. <laughs> all of that work goes, and from the second the red carpet arrives, first red carpet arrives till we finish the ceremony, is quite often not very much over two hours. And then after that, it's just drinking and that's easy. But yeah, so it's, it's this huge, it's a bit like a wedding. It's this huge amount of work and anticipation. And then it's kind of all over and done suddenly in a, in a sort of, in a blink of an eye. Yeah, I think the um, the, the wedding analogy is quite interesting because that is kind of like, as you're describing it, I'm yeah. like, it does, it does sound like a wedding. It does sound, yeah. and you know, you've got, you know, it's like you're trying, you've got to ship your auntie in from somewhere else in the country and she's yeah. she's got to get a train at 5 p.m. Can you get, you know, it's that kind of those, those mad logistics and, like yeah. you say, organising people is you know people are the hardest thing to try and kind of yeah. corral. Yeah. So we've just touched on this actually, but the Inside Soap Awards. I'm not sure if Ali knows this, but it's notorious for being <laughs> a bit of a knees up. Great night out. So do you have any funny, embarrassing memories? Come About on, Stephen. Fifty thousand. That's for the ones I can tell you. Um, I, w- I will tell you that my one of my proudest moments was last year after. Either the day of the NSA soap or the day after, I think it was the day after, um, one of the websites, it might have been the Daily Mail, I think, ran a story about the NSA soap being the booziest event of the year. <laughs> and went right back 20 years with just loads of people, loads of bits of pissed people showing their knickers trying to get into taxis. So, and I thought, okay, I'm retiring now. I've done my work here is done. Um, yeah, I mean, we do, we, we, you know, we have a lot of fun, but kind of part one of the USPs of it. Is um, is that we try and make it a really good party because a lot of those those awards events actually are really long mm. and, and, and a bit and it's, it can can be a little bit grueling. You know, you can be sat in a TV studio for about three and a half hours yeah. wanting to kill your gran in the front <laughs> for a drink. Um, so we try and make ours fun, light, quick. You know, a bit like the magazine, really. is what yeah. we try and do. Um, mm. So yeah, this, we've 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 had a lot of fun. I mean, you know, the worst. I think the the. My favourite anecdote, not my favourite, my favourite, I mean, a kind of slightly, my most terrifying one is, is the year I nearly killed Tamika Empson and <laughs> at least three of the Coronation Street cast as well because we, um, Tamika was accepting an award. It was a year she was on Strictly. Mm. And I'd been up in the press room earlier and Tamika was having some pictures done with our photographer. And I thought, I'm going to go and get a picture because I'm I'm rubbish at that. You know, and we're all we're all basically mad soap fans in our magazine. Yeah. We're not professional. Um, <laughs> so and and the next and you know, so we love it. So the next day everyone comes in with these pictures. Um, oh, look at those. And I've never got any on my phone. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to give a nice picture with Tamika. So we had a little picture. Because she was doing Strictly, she slung her leg up and I grabbed it. We did a pose and it was all really good fun. And then, you know, an hour later, you know, um, and the winner of Funniest Female is Tamika Empson. I announced she comes up, accepts the award, does a little speech. And then the photographer's taking a picture. And I wasn't expecting it. And she slung her leg up again. I wasn't expecting it. And she <laughs> fell back and I tried to grab her. And then we sort of, we staggered back one, two, three, four steps towards the front of the stage. We actually hit the podium, which vibrated. Oh we God. were, I would imagine, somewhere around five inches, a stagger and a half Ooh. off of falling off the front of the stage. And then, to the point where the audience went, oh! <laughs> and there was a real sort of uncomfortable moment. <laughs> and then a real sort of nervous laugh. And then, so it was just like, also, I'm just like mortifying, and then yeah. you know, and then Tamika went, and then, you know, everything was fine. And but I was just like, oh my god, just dragged myself into oblivion yeah. to escape the terrible <laughs> memories. The next morning, that's the clip they show on this morning. Uh, so Philip Schofield's going, look at that, it's hilarious. Look at that, he nearly fell off. And I'm like, oh. so the whole, the whole, the hangover and the whole shame came back yeah. again at eleven o'clock the next morning. So that's that's probably yeah. my, my my hairiest moment. But there's been there's been a lot of there's been a lot of fun there's been a lot That's of funny a lot of unpronounceable un, un, unspeakable um drunkenness I've, I've, yeah. I've helped a lot of soap stars back to the hotel at <laughs> <laughs> the time who were named nameless um, a lot of the soap stars have helped other drunk people back i must say and <laughs> um, there was one year we had um, a competition winner who um who was um like like we all have the first time you see a free bar, you get a little mm. bit overexcited because it might run out. I mean, I still mm. do that to this day. Yeah. You know, yeah. we said it was, I mean, we said it was like a wedding and, you yeah, know, that, I mean, the best know, kind I mean, of weddings. It does sound like a wedding. So, so, so this, this girl, this competition winner, was really leaning into the drink 
And we were sort of, I was sort of half an eye on, and I said to a couple of people, just keep an eye on her, because she's looking a little bit staggery. This was about seven o'clock. Mm. And, um, and then I heard, yeah, she's in the toilet. Um, <laughs> sitting oh, up. No. Sammy up in Coronation Street's holding her hair out of, <laughs> out of the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, um, so that was that, that was that was another one an example of the drunkenness. But, but generally, it's, it's it's good fun. There's a lot of a lot of good dancing, a lot of good fun, a lot of great conversation. So it's been it's you know a lot of the, the nicest bit actually is, is, is back in the back in the hotel afterwards when it's all a little bit more relaxed. Mm. You know, kind of go midnight. You can, you can have some lovely some lovely times then. So it's it's all good fun. And speaking of those those kind of the 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 end the end of the night, one thing me and Sophie were talking about was who if we, if you had to put a pin in maybe not a specific person, but like is there a group of people? Is there a cast that kind of are always the last ones standing, always on the dance floor last? Mm. Now, who is the group that is kind of dependable? Um, well, Hollyoaks are very dependable because they've got the beautiful <laughs> yeah. stamina. Ah, of stamina, course, not even the word stamina. Um, they're very dependable, and um, I'll tell you who is casualty. Oh. Casualty go for it because I think they. Because they're in Cardiff, you know, I think uh, the soaps who are from out of town always seem to go for it because it's just a little bit like they're having a little holiday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, ca- the casualty lot really, really love good fun. Um, who was great last year, actually, um, was Maureen Lippman, who might not be last to dance oh. for, but she was there. She was there till late. She outlasted amazing. most of the Hollyoaks lot, sat there <laughs> chatting everyone. She was amazing. She was absolutely oh, amazing. She had, she had a lovely time. She was she was great fun. What? I want to know is has anyone ever lost or misplaced their award oh. after all the drunken antics of the evening and then had to ask you for a new one? Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> definitely. That'll um, be me. Famously, uh, because they they had an Instagram video the next day, and um, Kelly Bright lost hers two years oh. ago. <laughs> I think it was because the next day um, there was they put an Instagram video up saying thank you very her and Danny they'd won best partnership yeah. um, for um, Nick and Linda. So they put an Instagram video up saying, thank you so much for our award. The next day, we really enjoyed it. And Danny's like, yeah, we'd like to show you it. But um, but because Danny hadn't been there, but Kelly yeah. had. Uh, she lost it. She went, I haven't lost it. And he said, the thing was, she was battered. <laughs> and um, I, I'd, I'd had an email the next day saying, do you have Kelly's award? I don't seem to have it. And then I said, we haven't. Then I got an email two minutes later saying, we just take the taxi from They've got it. Like she left it in the cab. We've had a bit of that. Um, we've had to retrieve some from cabs. Um, we've had a couple go completely missing. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. Someone's always taken so some a couple of people somewhere have inside soap awards <laughs> in their bedrooms. That they, so I've had to I had to pay to get them remade again. That thing. Yeah. Um, I've had um, a soap actor, um, quite well known one, um, DM me on Twitter basically to say. Um, have you got my work? Because I've lost it and I'm too scared to ask the press office to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it's in my locker. I took it home. <laughs> so we, we do we do do a sweep at the end of the night for awards. And we also, what we try and do is take them off people uh, and then put them in a yeah. bag and put them in the cloakroom with the name on. Because then if they don't collect them, we can just get them all out of the cloakroom. We've got yeah. them. It's trying. It's kind of trying to damage limitation on those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so they, they do get they do get lost from time to time. I remember I asked someone when I was there a couple of years ago where, where their award was because I was speaking to them and she was like, "Oh, it's been taken off me because I've, I've had a few. I've had a few already. I'm worried I'm going to lose it." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does happen. It does Absolutely. happen. Um. So to switch gears slightly now, yes. sticking with Inside Soap, but moving maybe moving away slightly from the the award show, um, something that we kind of um, well, I was interested in from a because obviously Digital Spy is kind of a website only, and, and you guys have been have been doing both for for a while, and obviously magazine kind of long standing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just curious to get your kind of t- take on how viewer tastes of kind of soaps fans tastes have changed in recent years and how you guys at Inside Soap have kind of responded to that. And um, something that someone mentioned to me was, you know, um, the kind of Emmerdale's kind of um, uh, proliferation on on magazine covers and that sort of stuff. And just and how those tastes have changed and what your kind of feeling was there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a real ebb and flow. It really is. Um, it, it changes over the years. Um, what's kind of, what's got that excellent ledge of popular that makes someone... Mm that'll make the difference between someone buying a magazine or not. I think the same as will make them click on a story or not. Mm. There's just, you know, one soap's a little edge. Sometimes a couple of them have. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, famously, there was a long time when no one had Emmerdale on their cover. Mm. Um, a long, long time. And it just didn't really sort of happen. And then and then the show began to get, I mean, I think we were the first um, the first awards to give um, 
um, or deal best soap for it to win in uh, to win in our awards. So around the time of all the Debbie and Cameron and the flood and the Woolpack stuff, yeah. I think was that yeah. year. So it was a really big. It was a really good time. So and that kind of seemed to open up. I think, but that was around the time the show was suddenly starting to get really, really popular mm. from. A, from a general point of view, B, also from a fan point of view, which is quite important because fans make a lot of noise and people listen to noise and then that kind of almost has an effect that it that it, that it almost brings, that fans can bring the more general audience with mm. them because people see noise about it and that it, it, it piques their interest. So it's interesting and um, it's it's weird. I mean, there was, there was a long time where we really only put EastEnders in the cover and that wasn't showing favouritism in one way. It was because we sold markedly less if we put another soap on the cover, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, a magazine is a commercial venture, um, so you, you have to take that sort of stuff into account. So there was a while with that, but that was the same for all the TV listings magazines and everything. Mm. It was very, very much it's got a constant run of EastEnders. Um, recently, it's you know, sort of last year, I'd say it's been quite a, quite a run on Corey, maybe a couple of years. But actually, at the moment, if you look, it's actually quite, in terms of magazine covers, because obviously I look at them all every week and sort of analyse and think about them. It's actually quite a, it's quite an even split at the minute. It's kind of a time where I feel I will go with what I think is the strongest thing for the cover mm-hmm. rather than I will err to the, if I'm not sure, I'll err to the EastEnders one or err to the Corey one, which is what sometimes you do because you just sort of know they've got a little edge of popularity yeah. on the other one. But at the minute, actually, they're all kind of they're all kind of uniquely out. It's a love, which is a lovely place to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been saying, me and Sophie, the past couple of weeks. So it's been a, a you know a year to remember for lots of reasons, and obviously <laughs> all all of all of the soaps are kind of tackling this year in different ways, and they've had to kind of adjust timelines and schedules. And but it's been when you look across the board of at the kind of storylines that are landing on on screen at the moment. There's it, there's this kind of feeling to me that everyone is racing towards big. There's kind of there's movements of big moments because whether that's because of anniversaries or time yeah. jumps, everyone's kind of like, and maybe it's the end of the year, but there's a kind of a bit, we're we're awash with big storylines and and kind of big moments, which is which is great as a soaps fan. Yeah, yeah mm, this is yeah. this is about now is the week where you see Christmas starting mm. generally in soaps. You kind of you see there's there'll just there'll just be some things that have been bubbling under that will start to move or whatever because because they, they've got six weeks or whatever seven weeks to go yeah. so it's this is the time but you know this this is kind of the, the business of soaps now you know there's a lot of in tv you have to make a lot of noise now you have to create a bit of a buzz around yourself so these sort of working towards these big plots and pushing towards them is 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 kind of what yeah. a lot of it is about now and um, you know cory particularly has got its 60th anniversary in december and then yeah. straight into christmas you know who launches a program on the 9th of december <laughs> you never do that these no. days you no. never do that um, also, it's quite annoying for us because it falls at a really odd time. Anyway, um, yeah, so the, the, there has been that. And, you know, I think there's, there obviously has been a, pr- a prolific amount of anniversaries this year. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they do work towards that. But also, I think they've learned the lesson. There was a time, I would say, sort of mid-2000s, where they started to go mad on the events. Yeah. And almost, like, forget about the bits in between. Yeah. Um, and also a little bit too mad on the awards and getting the most spectacular scene and trying to get things in the week of the voting and all of this. I think everyone went a little bit crazy for that kind of event stuff. But then they they kind of realised, actually, you're better you're better having a smoother year and smaller peaks than trying to make yeah. these great big ones. Um, yeah, definitely. We spoke to Daniel about this last week or the other week, about these sort of these big, audacious plots episodes and then how sometimes it's difficult to keep momentum going in the aftermath yeah, what, yeah sometimes, sometimes what people want is to tune in and, and kind of have that comfort is is see the kind of same faces and you know yeah. see smaller storylines develop yeah, rather than... and i think that's what's been important this year as well particularly just having them on and having these familiar people in the living room because yeah. i yeah. just i just sort of always and i um, judge on the soap awards quite often and stuff and i'll sort of say this so just sort of think sometimes it'd just be two people sitting on a sofa talking i don't think it has to be tricksy and flashbacks mm, and yeah. whatever else kind of Completely. mad things i mean i think they've got their place but generally you should be able to do it with kind of straight storytelling because that, that's what soaps are and if you you know that's if you get them right you can do it with that but you know for all i love all the bells and whistles are particularly you know in magazines and on websites who kind of cover soaps we love that because it yeah. gives us more and more stuff to talk about and to anticipate and you know because a lot of what we do is is the anticipation so if the if if the reader the viewer the user knows that there's an event coming up 
and you can keep teasing it towards them. People love that. So that's yeah. kind of a lot. So, so you know, long, long live the events. But I like, I also do love two people sitting on a sofa talking. Yeah, it's a comfort blanket, isn't it? I think so it is. for a lot of people, especially at the moment. I mean, it's been a year to remember, but maybe also a, a year to forget, depending on <laughs> how we look at it. Um, speaking of which, we are actually going to wrap up in a second. But very quickly, how did COVID affect your approach to the magazine this year, especially like over the summer where there were fewer soaps on there and more gaps to fill, I imagine. Um, it made us, obviously, like all of us, it made us more creative, I think, in terms of, you know, you've got to use what you've got and do what you can. Mm. So, you know, we, we mined the history maybe a little bit more and that kind of stuff and tried to bring a sort of new take to that. Um, but what we found was that the saving grace of that time, really, um, was that, where we were in lockdown, um, the actors were stuck at home. So yeah. they were all quite happy to go on the phone and have really big long chats with you because they had nothing else to do. <laughs> so they yeah. were, you know, because it felt a little bit like work. So they were, so actually, what we kind of missed out on on plots and shocks and all of that kind of thing, we actually gained in sort of richness of content and some lovely interviews. And we, you know, we invented some new kind of interview formats and stuff that we did that were, that were quite fun and interesting. So that kind of helped. And also because we were a bit worried about the soaps going off completely we were keeping people on the phone as long as possible banking like three features at the same time yeah. so we had a lot of, a lot of material still to go so so we're kind of doing that um where, where it was problematic i think was um the stories are moving quite slowly and there was only really in terms of what you would call cover stories in inverted commas there weren't that many so yeah. it did feel like you were moving the same six faces around the cover in a different order yeah. every week <laughs> Um, to kind of try you know it's quite quite hard for covers really um, trying to do that sort of you know trying to bring trying to bring a new twist or a new thing to a story every single week was was quite difficult but um, but it was it was you know, you kind of wonder what what have we been talking about now if we hadn't been through all that. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. It's, kind of, it's, it's, kind it's um, it's funny. We, had, I mean, we had a very similar experience. I think both Sophie and I, when we were back in April or May, and we were kind of like, like you said, we were putting the feelers out. You know, we'd love to film with some people, or you know, we've got all these hundreds of questions from fans. Can we? Does anyone want to answer them? And we, you know, lots of people. We, you know, people from kind of all over Soapland were quite happy to sit down in front of a camera right. and kind of talk, talk to the, talk to themselves and to the and to viewers for half an hour at times just going through these questions because like everyone work. had everyone had the time to do it. What's, yeah. what's actually been quite good from it is that it's it's made everyone it's made Zoom calls or you know WhatsApp video about feel quite normal in a way yeah. that a lot of people mm. don't think they didn't. And actually, I think I think some actors have discovered that it's actually a much more preferable way to do an interview because mm. you can engage a lot better than just, just on the phone. Yeah. And I, I know that certainly we we enjoy it more if we get it. I think you actually get more yeah. of an interview because I think you can I think you can just engage with people better. So actually we're we're quite because there's more of that happening, we're quite happy with that. Although we are missing the trips. We're missing we're missing <laughs> we're missing the day out in Emmerdale Village or whatever or in the press junkets and you know yeah. the, the trips yeah. up to Albert Square and stuff we do miss that oh yeah I miss that as well hopefully next year hopefully yeah I'm sure us. brilliant I think that is everything thank you so thank much you. Stephen this has been welcome. great <laughs> so interesting yeah thanks Stephen yeah really interesting really good to kind of get your um, your knowledge and, and yeah we're, we're excited um, to see what, what the Inside Soap Awards bring this year as always yeah good luck with it yeah good luck no, it's, go- it's going alright so far <laughs> everyone, everyone said yes so far the drink virtually as well this year at home with the gym yes. <laughs> well, at least no one can lose their award exactly. this time round exactly. <laughs> right. okay All thanks right, Stephen thank, thank you. you cheers See for that bye. bye bye when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that was our chat with Stephen. I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting also to get his thoughts on how, what it was like running a soaps magazine this year when yeah. everything hit the proverbial fan. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, obviously we've, we have some insight to that, but yeah, hearing his thoughts on, on that stuff. And also just, like, he, Inside Soap's been running for, like, 20 years, like he said, so they're kind of, like, the history of the magazine and, and a bit of around kind of, like, how he th- see things have changed, I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, he's definitely a guy with a lot of stories and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of insight around... The world of soaps. Yes, absolutely. It was a really, really interesting chat. So I hope you all got something from that. But now is the part of the podcast where we break down all of next week's spoilers. So running from November the 23rd all the way through to the 28th, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not the best with dates, but that is that. So we are going to start off with Corrie. Yeah. where the big story is very sadly Oliver's death, which is going to air on in a double bill on yeah. November the 27th. I'm just going to say now very quickly, we're going to be discussing the details of Oliver's final scenes for the next few minutes, which we are aware might be upsetting for some listeners. So if you would rather skip this bit, we'll put a timestamp in the episode yeah. notes so you can jump forward to the next story or even the next soap because it isn't always an easy listen. No. And I think, um, yeah, definitely. I think it's just, it's a storyline that we've been, obviously has been kind of the, the, the heart of Corrie for the past month or two, or, or, and longer really. Um, but in the past few weeks, it's really started to ramp up. And yeah, like you said, we're kind of now in this um, really kind of sad um, final stretch um, that's going to culminate in, in this double bill. Yeah, so we've seen Leanne lead this legal fight to prevent the hospital from switching off Oliver's life support. But in very, very difficult scenes next week, she realises it's time to let him go. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, we know, we know, we've known it's leading to this for a long time, but it comes after... Well, she decides to change tactics initially by suing the hospital for yeah. alleged negligence because she needs to change her approach because Steve... Oliver's father is no longer supporting her. But like Imran and Elliot, who are her representatives, aren't supporting her either. They're no longer willing to represent her because they've taken the fight as far as she can. But then the turning point comes when Oliver has he arrests in hospital. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, and then and like you said, like you say, from there, I think they're kind of we're gonna have we'll have a few episodes of kind of conversation between Stephen Stephen Leanne, um, where he kind of says, you know, it's time to to kind of stop this this fight with kind of, you know, he's suffering, you know, yeah. needlessly in some ways and, and you know, it's time for us to say goodbye and, and those are the scenes that will kind of air near the end of the week. Yeah, definitely. I think Leanne's whole argument this whole time, this entire time, has been that he's not suffering and that, yeah. you know, he, he could one day be okay if there's a treatment, but when he arrests, and the medical team do revive him, but it's obvious that... Yeah, he is he is suffering, and she does eventually agree to withdraw his life support. And Oliver very sadly passes away as they're singing "You Are My Sunshine." Oh. Um, it's yeah, it's it's going to be really, really, really sad. Yeah, really sad. Um, and I think yeah, I, without dwelling on the storyline too much, I think it's definitely worth saying. I think we we said this repeatedly, but I I do really think um all of the actors have just done a kind of phenomenal job um throughout this storyline it's such heavy lifting such emotional scenes week after week um but i think they've all really um kind of shone pivoting kind of away from something um quite so sad to something quite different um in Corrie, the other kind of storyline i want to touch upon was uh, the next development in the saga of jeff <laughs> ongoing saga yeah um so I, I think next week and a bit of this week um what we're going to see is um Tim essentially kind of really right the ship 
Um, he's um, apologising to Yasmin, um, and he, as a way of kind of wanting to put things right, he's going to agree to stand as a witness for her defence in December, um, which obviously kind of leaves Jeff horrified and you know makes him realise perhaps that he doesn't have um, the kind of support that he's been relying on. Yes, so the big question here is whether... Tim, uh, no, sorry, Jeff is going to sail off into the sunset of Cyprus. I mean, I don't think so. I think that would no. be very unjust for poor Yasmin, but the timing couldn't be better for yes. scheming Ray to swoop <laughs> in and offer to buy number six from him. Yeah. Ray's obviously working with Debbie, his little psychic, as they are trying to secure all the local properties before announcing their plans yeah it's um yeah it's it's a great little kind of like lead into the ray story and i don't think i mean we surely kai won't let jeff like you say sail off into the sunset go to cyprus after everything we've seen this year i can't imagine that's how this story ends but that is what is being positioned to us over over the next week so we'll have to wait and see how it all kind of shakes out yeah i don't think people would be very happy (laughs) (laughs) it's not it would not be very fair but you know you never know these things don't always have a happy ending do they no uh but the other big jeff story like you say it's all it's all going on next week with jeff but is the fact that Alia and Ryan discover that he is he's been taking like mysterious trips out of Weatherfield and they are wondering if he could be visiting Elaine, who's yes. who's very needed for Yasmin's trial because she's one of the key witnesses. I think what we know that's gonna happen next week is that it's Jeff's gonna kind of come back and confront them. They're gonna be snooping around um, and he's gonna find them um looking where they shouldn't be. So it's all going to kick off. Oh, he's, he never misses a trick, does he, Jeff? No, you can't catch him out. Literally can't. Yeah, it's so annoying. But <laughs> yeah, you have to wait. You have to wait and see. Like a, what he's been doing, and b, if they can get the truth out of him, and c, if he's going to sail off into the sunnier sights of Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. Right, jumping very swiftly onto Emmerdale, where the big story next week involves. Gabby and her ongoing fixation with Layla is going to take a bit of a dark turn. Yeah, it's it, we spoke about this, I think, two or three weeks ago, where yeah. the, kind of this storyline has started to pick up a bit of speed. Um, and you made the, the single white female comparison. And, like, it's a, it's an interesting one. And this seeing this kind of, like, obsessive side of, of Gabby as she kind of wants to drive a wedge between um, Liam and Layla. And, and yeah, so next week, um, even though she, Gabby's kind of had this conversation with, with Liam where he's like, leave us alone, stop meddling in our love life. Um, she has lunch with Layla, it all kicks off. Um, and as Gabby and Liam are rowing, um, Layla makes this like suggestion that perhaps something's, something inappropriate has been going on between them. Um, and she asks Gabby if Liam has taken advantage of her when they're alone. Um, and that's something that Gabby doesn't necessarily refute. So we end up with a situation where Gabby kind of leads her to believe something has happened. Yes, so yes, exactly. She doesn't come out and outwardly lie, but at the same time, she doesn't deny it. So yeah. she leads Layla to think that Liam has been inappropriate or has been behaving inappropriately, which is yeah. a very, very serious allegation. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, to it's see that unfold. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm not, I don't really know where this storyline's going to go. Like, I'm obviously, I don't know where any of them are going to go, but this one in particular is a bit of an enigma um, mm. in terms of what, what the future holds. Yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't quite... Work it out. Yeah. Interesting. But also, amid all of this, we've got Jacob leaving for Dancing on Ice. Not yes. literally, obviously, <laughs> but the actor who plays him, Joe Warren Plant, is going to be on next the next series of Dancing on Ice. So Jacob, coincidentally, or maybe not so, tells <laughs> Layla that he's going to Portugal for six months to visit his mum, Alicia. Classic. Yeah, classic little... Trip to little Portugal. Getaway. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other big story in Emmerdale. This is another very mysterious one, mm. but Al and Priya get engaged, which he sort of does a bit of a U-turn by, on. Yeah, almost mm. by, by accident. Not quite by accident, but like they've been discussing marriage, right? And Priya's mm. like, oh, I really you know, like the idea of being married. And Al's like, I'm mm, not so sure, which, which kind of upsets her. And then he kind of immediately proposes in as a response, which is a... An interesting move. Yeah, it's all a bit impulsive yeah. and a bit questionable because, yeah, he makes this spontaneous proposal. It's all lovely. Priya's over the moon. But I think the problem is, I mean, A, Billy tells Priya that she's going to get her heart broken by Al. Yeah. I don't think he's quite buying into it. And then we see no. Al taking a private call 
later on and then disappearing on a work trip, which tells us that not everything is as it seems. Yeah. Yeah, mysterious phone calls are never a good uh, indicator in Soapland, are they? um... Definitely not. And this story is going to be getting very big over Christmas. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Right. I think we're going to jump on to Hollyoaks. Yes. I'm really sad about this. So biggest big story next week is the sort of aftermath of Mitchell's exit slash the mystery surrounding it. I'm a big fan of Mitchell and Scott. This is yeah. very sad. But Imran, we've known for a while that Imran Adams is leaving. He's filmed his final scenes and he mysteriously vanishes. Although it's not quite so mysterious if you've been watching E4. Yeah. If you watched last night's E4 episode because we saw Toby tell him that he had to leave the country. Yeah. Otherwise they were going to frame him for Lisa's murder. But yes, it's all very sad. So his family don't have any idea where he is. Scott has no idea where he is. They're trying to find him. They're trying to get answers about his over his whereabouts. But I think the big question is if Toby is going to come clean and what has actually happened to Mitchell. Yeah. Has he left of his own accord or has he had something more sinister done to him? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a week of everyone looking around and kind of starting to get re- really start to be worried about where, where Mitchell might be. Um, and we're going to see, you know, Martine is definitely on the hunt to find out where he is. Um, all the while, yeah. Toby's kind of right there, you know, supporting her, being a shoulder to cry on. Um, yeah, filling the Mitchell, Mitchell-shaped hole in her yeah, life. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Sophie. We're, we're very sad to see a man Adams leave, but I'm sure he's going to go on to other, you know, different exciting things. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this the way, kind of, uh, we're looking for something to fill the Mitchell-shaped hole in all of our lives. Oh, it's so sad. Poor Scott. Yeah. But like you say, yeah, he's a very talented actor. I think he's got a big future yes. ahead of him. No. And then the other big story next week, we've discussed this a few times, but this Sienna Liberty baby situation, yes. <laughs> shall we say, yeah. it comes to a head when baby Faith goes missing. But there's a bit of a question mark as to whether Sienna has swooped in and stolen her. Yeah, so, I mean, we... What we know so far is that, um, so obviously if you've been following the story, Liberty decided to keep the baby to everyone's kind of quite quite shock. Um, Sienna is kind of more desperate than ever to see little baby Faith. Um, and next week we're going to have some scenes where um, Sienna finds Liberty talking, well, talking in inverted commas um, to Nico again, um, which obviously viewers of the next one know is, 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 a, is a shock, is a warning signal because obviously she's not really there. Um and so I think Sienna's, we're going to see Sienna's priorities change from kind of, oh, I would like to see Faith to being like, this is a dangerous situation for both Faith and my sister. Yeah, it's an interesting one because Liberty isn't well. No. And I don't think it's clear how much of that is playing a part in her decision to keep Faith. Yeah. Obviously all along she had agreed to have the baby for Sienna and Brody. But also we've got Sienna becoming increasingly obsessed over the whole thing, over yeah. she's following Sienna and uh, Liberty and... Damon, it's a yeah, it's a complicated yeah, one. Yeah, it is to say the least. And it's it's not a it's not cut and dry um at no. all around, you know, who's in the right or who should who's got whose best interests in in mind. Yeah, I mean like morally, Liberty agreed to have yeah. the baby for Sienna, but then legally she is her biological mother, so I think it is, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that'll be playing out all across next week. Yes. And then last but not least. We've got extenders, yes. and this is this. I don't even know where to start, really. But we're going to talk about Callum, yeah, and the aftermath of this disastrous robbery yeah. job. Sophie, before we get started, can we please talk about uh, this? So this will be in, uh, last Monday's. The, the mon- last Monday's episode, when you listen to this on Friday, the end scene um, when the Mitchells and Cat and like Phil's got his beanie on, they like walk towards the car, the music plays, Ian's in the phone box, like er- just the drama of it all. Um, I deep, Literally. I deeply, deeply enjoyed, and I think um, everyone is feeling the same way, which is that we're a bit bored of some of the some of the Mitchell storylines. We're not quite sure where they're going, but having. Jesse Wallace as part of this group it just makes everything infinitely more watchable she's such a fun actress to watch and yeah that scene I just I just died it was so good I knew exactly what you were <laughs> going to say when you were like can we talk about this it was the incidental music as yeah. well, wasn't it? Like, it really was <laughs> it, 
It was so, yeah, it was so extra yeah. and just so not EastEnders-like. Yeah, definitely. Because it's usually very dark and sinister, but it was almost played for laughs, yeah. wasn't it, and comedy. Like a heist, it was like a, like a Ocean's Eleven-style like heist movie. Um, Absolutely. Up, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Like, I don't, I don't love the Mitchell crime stories very much. I think we're all kind of in agreement, even the hardcore Ballam fans. We don't always want to see Ben and Phil plot yeah. these jobs for episodes on end but yeah Kat and Kush have made it more watchable yes definitely and then next week it's going to be switching focus again to Callum's role in all mm. of this because he obviously has been trying working with D.I. Thompson to bring Phil down he's bugged they bugged the yes. archers and now he's in this predicament where he's actually going to find himself in danger yeah, so it's a case of... I mean, we've spoken about this um, a few times of, like... The, the, the Callum storyline is interesting because it's such a case of, like, who knows what... Like, he knows... What does Callum know? What is he telling Thompson? What is he telling Phil? Like, all the lies that are kind of, like, crossing over each other and getting um, kind of very messy for Callum. Um, and, yeah, this week we're going to see kind of um, what happens when he's tasked with investigating... Um, the crime and kind of has to do some digging around, you know, who did the 999 call, which we knew um, was Ian yeah. and like all this stuff that's kind of going to f- play out as he works out what's happening, has to take matters into his own hands. And then D.I. Thompson, you know, gives him this ultimatum that's like, if we don't get, you know, if you don't send Phil to prison, I'll send you somewhere worse, like, which is very, you know, dark warning. and Not good. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you are a... Callum and Balam fan. Yes. Where do you think his loyalties lie? Do you think they're with Ben, or is he more concerned with staying on the right side of Thompson? I think he's. I think. It's, I think it's Ben. I think the whole his whole arc has been like, which has been, which is a strange one. I think for Callum's character because like his whole his thing has been like I'm. I want. He wanted to be a police officer more than anything, and then he became a police officer, and he's basically like, oh, I'm just willing to like not care about this at all. I'll I'll lie. I'll do whatever to make sure Ben doesn't go to prison, um, which is a weird one because I you kind of feel like where Ben's character is now, he's almost at a place where if Callum said to him, "You don't do the thing," he wouldn't do the thing. But because Callum is involved, it's just it's becoming messy. And, and I think it's it's you're right. It's about Callum's priorities, but I I think Callum's got kind of too bogged down in what he thinks is going to be the thing that's going to help Ben when really it's just making everything a bit worse. Yeah, Ben's his Achilles heel, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's that he's his weakness. Yeah. Whenever Ben's brought into it, like, the other day, Kush was like, I'll make sure Ben goes to prison. Yeah. Callum's like, oh, okay. And then also, the, the other thing we've got is, like, obviously Jack is still sniffing around. Um, he knows something's up. And he's got, a, you know, a bone to pick, lots of bones to pick with with the Mitchells really now. So we shall see. Yeah, it's a hot mess, isn't it? it I, don't know, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. But the other big story for EastEnders next week is involving Peter. Mm. We haven't talked much about Peter on it, on here. So he is going to be the latest in a long line of people who have got <laughs> beef with Ian. There's already like simmering tension between them. There yeah. always has been. But he discovers that Ian has taken him out of his will, which is just... A bit odd. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, that that's the crux of it, right? Um, Peter finds out that... Well, Peter gets a call from Lauren. I don't think we hear her on oh, the yes. phone, but, you know, nice to hear Lauren Browning's um, name mentioned. Um, she's in trouble in New Zealand. They've got nowhere to live. Um, and Peter is kind of scrambling for money um, to help her. Finds out that he's been ran out of the will. Um, obviously, is, is really angry about this. Kicks off at Bobby. Um, and then approaches Bobby about using money from the Lucy Beale Foundation to help Lauren. Which is a lot. Like a big, it's a big, that's a quite an intense thing to kind of, especially to ask Bobby, who's going through all sorts of his own stuff at the moment. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think the thing that I keep thinking about is something you said, Sophie, I think last week, the week before, about um, whodunits and where, where mm. we're going, where are we going with this storyline of like everyone hates Ian? I mean, like I know people have hated Ian in the past, but at the moment it's like everyone is pissed off at him. It does. And, th- Peter's not the only one. So Peter and Bobby are going to be having issues with him. But there's Tina mm. who's come into this as well. Obviously, we know that Ian made the call about the robbery. So he's then made like a number of enemies there. Yeah. We've got Kat, Kush, Phil. I mean, the number, the list just goes I mean, on, in, On it? Monday, Ben literally threatened to kill him if, if, if he didn't, if because of what he did to Cathy. So 
it's not a good not a good situation and i think i'm presumably we're going to get what i see happening is some sort of team up with um suki um just because i think yes. i think everyone wants to see masuki because why wouldn't you she's such a great villain um so maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll get something from there as well yeah, he's got his fingers and a lot of pies. Obviously, there's the Sharon Strand as yeah. well with Denny. It's all all happening, but yeah. yeah, I've got a I've got a feeling that it's heading somewhere. Yeah, big. No. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so on that note, I think we'll wrap this up. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. I was just saying before we started this episode that we are reaching the end of the road with this series aren't we yeah end of series one um we've got a few more episodes in the bag um which are excited for you to hear some more interviews and stuff next week we've got a really interesting chat with uh chris bisson from emmerdale um there's you know talking to him about some big storylines that are coming up um for jay and laurel um some really kind of interesting complex topics that i'm sure lots of people have are kind of already discussing so tune in if you're um, interested in that definitely it's a, it's a really good chat um and then yeah we've got a few more episodes to go but um yeah it's been a really fun fun journey doing this with you sophie and i'm looking forward to kind of the next few yeah right back at you <laughs> it's um it's been great and i hope you've all enjoyed it we certainly have but yeah not finished just yet but i was just we were just thinking we were yeah. just saying earlier that we can't we don't know whether the time's gone yeah exactly um and before we go you can as always um find us on facebook at facebook.com com slash digital spy soaps um on twitter at soapscoop um and you can read about all of the spoilers that we've covered here in more detail over on digitalspy.com forward slash soaps yep and as always don't forget to subscribe for the final few episodes if you do that you will get the episode straight away when it lands every friday 8 a.m and leave us a review leave us five stars <laughs> and have a great week enjoy see you later see ya bye Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.